All right, all right, all right. Welcome to the Chad Show, the only show in the world that celebrates guys with the name Chad. And I'm your host, Chad. Today, I got a uh, very special guest, good friend of mine. I got the kid in the house. Hey, what's up? More like the kid in the shed, because we're actually reporting live from a shed behind my house, an aluminum uh, action building shed that we've converted into a bar and a uh, little recording podcast area. The action shed. Hell yeah, so how you doing, dog? I'm good, man. How are you? I'm doing pretty good. Dave was actually pretty good, man. I got uh, Tony Hawk uh, Pro Skater 1 and 2. I spent like 40 minutes trying to get it to load up, and then I uh, got to play it for about three minutes, and I uh, look forward to smoking that hooter and then going playing it for hours later. Absolutely, man. Yeah, that's typically how it goes. You got it going, and then your wife came in. Mm-hmm. That's usually how it goes. Get it going, and my wife comes in. <laughs> um. Yeah, so let's talk about uh, how we met. Let's let's talk about kid for a minute, dude. All right, all right. So how did I, when I first met you? It was at a show. Yes, it was. Uh, it was actually a show you put on. It was one of the. I I don't know if it was one of your first venues, but it was a. It was the first venue I ever went to of yours. Yeah. <clears throat> um, and it was uh, downtown Columbus, Georgia, in like the shittiest part of town. Um, and well, I remember my mom dropped me and my friend off. You know, I was like fifteen. Uh-huh. And, uh huh. And. She's like, are you guys sure there's a concert going on here? And we're like, yeah, that's what the flyer says. You know, and we had the flyer. Yeah. And she was like, all right, call me if you guys need anything. And uh, that's how all shows are at. They're always at a shitty part in town for punk shows and hardcore shows. You know that you're getting close to the venue, especially being in a touring band, when the the neighborhood starts to go to shit. Houses are uh, fucking got the big D on it for demolish, and there's crackheads walking freely everywhere. That's how you know you're almost at the punk rock show. Yep. When you start getting asked for money, you know you're you're getting there. And uh, um, not to cut you short, do you remember? Uh, do you remember what bands played that night? Mm. Ashes of October played. Uh, that was my first Ashes show that I ever saw. Hell yeah! Uh, I don't remember. Uh, I think Theory X might have played. Maybe uh, if they didn't play, I think that was the first time I met Kyle too and Lauren. Uh, just old people from the scene. Um, but no, I actually got a concussion from uh, Damus that night. Oh yeah. So I don't really remember too much after after getting hit by him. Um, Damus was a cool dude, man. He was a very odd dude. Um, but me and Damus clicked and got along and spent a lot of time together. He um, was a uh, he was a no bullshit kind of guy. And he was. I, that's I think that's what I liked about him was he kind of. I think he's one of those people that, like, right away, he just knew if you were a genuine person and, and mm-hmm. if you weren't. And if you weren't, he really just didn't give you the time of day. You know, you know, Damus did uh, time in prison. No, I did not know that. But no, uh, back in the day, that like when the internet first started, um, or maybe not when it first started, but when people first started to use it, you know, like people like us, Damus was a part of a message board. And, uh, you know, he was all about the, the I guess, the, the Satan thing. He, he, was, yeah, he played yeah. into that all the time. I think mainly just get on people's nerves. Yeah. Absolutely. But uh, someone was on there basically telling him like, hey, um, if you don't repent, you're going to hell. You're going to burn in hell. And then he he came on there and said shut, like, something like, shut the fuck up. I'll come burn your church down. And uh, like a couple days later, like the FBI showed up at his house. Oh, fuck. <laughs> Terroristic threats. Yeah. And then he got put in jail. And the judicial, uh, judicial system was so backed up that uh, it took like a year and a half. Before they, he went to court, and when they did, they only sentenced him to like sixty days, but he'd already did a year and yeah, a half. So time served because he couldn't afford to bond out. Damn. So he definitely had a hatred for Christian folk, but was a cool dude and was very artistic and did some cool shit. 
he would uh, always pick up like roadkill and uh, make necklaces out of it. He was always giving me cool shit, dude. He all he was he was a very like uh, giving kind of friend. I can see that from him. all the time. He'd give me shit. Uh, it exposed me to new bands. And... I mean, he gave me a concussion, so he, oh, yeah. he was a total giver. But uh, I'll, I'll say this though: like as soon as as soon as he knocked me down, uh, he was the first person there to pick me up. Yeah, you know, like nobody else did. He was just like, "You okay?" And I'm like, "Yeah." Oh yeah, that's how it should be, brother. Yeah, I saw Damus. Uh, <clears throat> I guess about four or five years ago when I was on tour. Actually, might have been more like six uh, when I was on tour with Independence. And I was in Portland. And he came and we hung out and got to kick it for probably three or four hours. And uh, he's exactly the same. Nothing, nothing's changed. That's good. That's good. But uh, he's got a job living up there. And uh, all of his favorite bands were from that area. So now he's like hanging out with some of those guys that he used to look up to. That's awesome. So uh, back to the show. So the, yeah, yeah. the show was the first time. Did, did we actually say hello? Or yeah, no, I talked to you. I talked to you. I, uh, you were, I talked to you and uh, Johnny Boy, actually. Um, you were writing out the set list that night. Oh yeah, and I was just like bothering you. <laughs> it was probably all Misfit songs. I don't remember. I remember I kept the set list for a long time. Damn, I'd love to have that. I don't have any more. I don't have anything from that band other than uh, digital downloads of the the songs. Really? No, like hard copy CDs. Nothing. I have uh, a case, but I don't have anything uh, tangible. I like to. I'm trying to. Build up my collection of stuff I recorded and put it on the wall. Because I've, I've been a part of probably like 30 projects that got recorded. I'm trying to track them all down. Now, granted, half of them are fucking terrible. Well, I've got some. the good stuff, dude. You I've got shit. some from like the early years. Because, uh, you know, I started out, I was in a Christian band. I was in a Christian rap core band. Wait, what? Yeah, one of the first bands I played in. Uh, what What year was this? This would have had to be in 95. Oh, shit. Okay. 95 or 96. Um, I started playing in 94. In 94, we didn't really know what the fuck we were doing. We couldn't play our instruments. The guitar player would play like one string. So it literally be like, do 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 And we had a drum machine, and he'd hit the button. And I'd just go, yeah! And that was like our entire set. That's that's when you know your band's going places, mm-hmm. is when you have a drum machine. We did, dude. And we did a lot of shows with that drum machine before we ever found a drummer that wanted to play with us. But... uh <laughs> Yeah, I started out in Christian rap core bands because at the time my parents would only let me listen to Christian music. So I was listening to a lot of uh, Project 86. That was right around the time that first Rage uh, CD hit too. And it was, I mean, that, that thing took over the world. Yeah. I was really into Rage in middle school. So everybody, I, we were trying to sound like Rage Against the Machine. Okay. Matter of fact, our very first show we got on stage, we didn't have a drummer, drummer filled in. And I got heckled by like one of my like uh, guys I look to uh, up to in the scene. This guy named Michael Bush. We're sitting there, and they're like, "So what's your name?" And we're like looking at each other, like, "Oh shit, we we didn't come up with a fucking name." And uh, y'all are playing music, no no name. Yeah, so I'm looking at Daniel, look at me, and like, dude, I don't know what the fuck. I was, uh, Rage Against the System. <laughs> and Michael Bu- Michael Bush was like, "Yeah, real original." And then uh, later on in the set, like we were trying to, because at the time, dude, we were just kids. I mean, we didn't know what the fuck we're doing, but. We were inspired by like these outreach Christian bands. 
yeah. that we'd go see and they play hardcore and at the end they give like their testimony and you know, that kind of thing. And for whatever reason, that's what we were into at the time. Amen. So I was trying to do one of those things, but I was like this 13, 14 year old kid that knew nothing about anything, you know, no experience. In so life I, I said something talking about how like, like living in sin kind of like was like creating your own like prison or whatever. And it was like right at the time that Creed, my own prison song came out. So then another time Michael Bush like, yeah, Creed. <laughs> But yeah, I never thought me and Mike would be friends. And then years later, we're playing in bands together. So, fuck you, Michael. <laughs> Dude, I got really off of the subject, but we're talking about local Columbus stuff. What's the craziest shit you've ever seen go down at a local show? It was the 213 show. Um, and it was, I think it was right when Alan started doing <clears throat> the theatrics. Yeah. And uh, it was one of the last flat rock shows i went to and i'm pretty sure it was on the inside one uh-huh. and, uh when you guys were like you were done getting permits because they wouldn't give you guys permits anymore yep. so we the shows were just like as long as it was until the cops shut it down mm-hmm. and then you're like i don't know so and so fucking got the permit oh yeah it would be like we all the bands would get together and um because the cops always came always it was a matter of time usually you had two hours so we pop out like 20 minute sets for everybody yeah well we'd all come up with a name like jim jimerson so when the sheriff showed up to shut down the show it's like who the fuck's in charge you know jim jimerson you know we're all saying that so he's going around looking for this fictitious character that doesn't exist and we just load our shit up and get the fuck out of there we actually uh well i'm not gonna say we <laughs> i'm not gonna implicate myself in any crimes <laughs> but uh this dude I know, actually, there was like the, they had this indoor building called the Fellowship Hall that you could rent out. Well, they, they got hip to what we were doing and they stopped renting out to us. They're like, no, nah, like we couldn't rent. We even tried to go through friends and they, I mean, they just shut it all down. So somebody I know <laughs> broke one of the latches on the window. Mm-hmm. So we'd go in there and just pry open the window and just do a show. Like, didn't rent it out. Just total legal break and entering. You know, just. Uh, no, no, not a burglary. We didn't take anything. Well, their power. We took their power. Yeah, you took power. And we I destroyed mean, shit, dude. You took city's power, which, I mean, we all pay taxes on, so that's our power, you know? But, dude, we do shows out there. Like when Those, here's were, a, those were, like, that That was my high school years, like, flat yeah. rock shows, because I live right down the road. I live right mm-hmm. down Warren Springs Road. So, like, I could, I could hop on the train tracks and walk to flat rock and be at the venue in 10 minutes. And he, and when he's talking about Flat Rock, guys, it's, there's a park in Columbus, Georgia called Flat Rock Park. It's literally a bunch of flat rocks with a bunch of water, some mountain bike trails. It's a great place to party. It's a great place to fuck. And I guess it's also a great place to hide bodies because they've, they've found bodies out there. They've had uh, oh, dude. Uh, burnt, uh, two people burned up in a car, like so, execution-style killed. Crazy story about the body burned in the car. Uh-huh. Uh that was I, me. No, I knew all six of the guys that uh, were involved in that murder. Uh-huh. Um, Damn. They all went to high school with me. Uh, it literally happened the year after I graduated. Yeah. And uh, that's that's got to be fucking weird, dude. That's like fucking a all, bad dream. Okay, so this is a... We're, let's get off the subject on this, because this is a crazy fucking story. Yeah, I want to so, hear it. So, I went to Shaw High School. I graduated in 05. Uh <clears throat> This went down in like 06, mm-hmm. maybe 07, early 07, 06 time frame. Um, Smoking that hooter, baby. Who, who, who. All right. Uh, so this is what happened. Um, six teenage kids aging from the ages of like 17 to 15. Mm-hmm. Um, 
decided that they were going to rob their drug dealer um, for all of his drugs and his money. Mm. That's the gist of it, basically. Yeah. <clears throat> so they go over there like they were going to buy, and they pull a gun on him, and he's a drug dealer, so he, he has pulls, a gun too. He pulls his fucking gun, and they they sh- one of them shoots and kills him. I don't know which one. Yeah. Um, the older kids that were involved, these these kids were pieces of shit when we were in middle school. Yeah. So you know, um, the younger kid that was involved is actually the one that I knew the most, uh, and he got fucked in the end. But we'll get to that. Um, so they shoot him. And then to, I guess, hide the body or cover up the crime or whatever, they put him in the trunk of his car and they drive it to Flat Rock Park. And they they park it in kind of a wooded area and then they just douse it in gasoline and light the motherfucker on fire. And, uh, you know, obviously like a fire at Flat Rock Park gets reported pretty quickly. Yeah. And um, uh, the next morning I go, I get up and I go to the Shell station up the street from my house and my neighbors, my literally the people who live next door to me, own that gas station. So I walk in, and there's obviously, like, three police cars. Like, two of them are, like, actual police cars. One of them's unmarked. Um, and I walk in, and there's, like, four of the employees with, like, three police officers in the back. And then there's just, like, one guy up front. And uh, I buy my cigarettes. I get my gas. And I'm like, what's going on? And he was like, there's a murder. And I was like, where? And he was like, Flat Rock. They like fire. There was a car on fire and they found a body in the trunk, blah, blah, blah. Dun, dun, dun. Right. So like at the time, like, I don't know anything. I just know that there was a murder. I don't know who did it or what they did yeah. with it or anything like that. A few weeks go by and uh, I'm working downtown Columbus, Georgia. Shout out to Fountain City Coffee. Um, but I was working there and I was getting off shift and I was walking out the door and we had one of those little news racks by the, the front door with the ledger on it. And I look down, and there's six mug shots of all six of these dudes I went to high school with. Like, I skateboarded with them. Uh, two of them I used to give rides home from school. You had your first year. sexual experience with a couple of them? Maybe. I mean, we're not talking about that, dude. So I'm like, holy shit. So the, the young one, Kyle, I don't remember his last name. I found out that he's actually still in prison. He Damn. got one of the longest sentences because they found physical evidence in his garage. Damn, Kyle. Right? Oh, fuck. And what, what's so crazy is Kyle, when, when he went to prison, he was maybe 16, mm-hmm. looked like he was 11, and his mugshot, you, like deer in headlights, terrified. Oh, yeah, he's done. He's done, dude. He's somebody's girlfriend. So, side note, I'll let you know what kind of person Kyle was. He's not a bright guy. When he was 15, he was playing with fire, like gasoline and like a barrel or some shit. I don't know. And uh, he lit it on fire, and, you know, when fumes of gasoline build up, they'll shoot out. So, he burns the shit out of his uh, leg, like third-degree burns, like, uh, like all over his shin. Doesn't tell his parents. So, like, he comes to school for, like, three days just, like, limping and just excruciating pain. And then he finally disappears. Like, he just doesn't come to school for, like, a week. And we find out that he's, like, in the burn ward at the hospital because he had waited so long. And oh, there was, shit. like, a fucking infection. And they didn't know if he was going to lose the leg. Like, this dude was not bright. And he was, he was just kind of one of those guys that, like, if, if he was hanging out with the wrong people, he was going to do something stupid. And that's just what fucking happened. Yeah. But... This is a good way to paint the picture of where we did shows, uh, places where murders happen. Yeah. Um, we had a show one time where a guy left the show, uh, probably like a 18, 19-year-old kid, left the show really drunk, 
got in a wreck and the passenger he thought that he had killed uh turns out they made it and then he went home and killed himself yeah that was after a 213 show oh damn yeah taking it real dark that is real dark but no. we had a lot of fun there dude it was it was super rad like i i remember because i'd been in a bunch of local bands but never never anything anybody gave a shit about and when we started 213 ashes of october i guess that was like on a small you know a small scale we had a little local following yeah but 213 was the first time where we oh, were pulling well, like I a mean, couple hundred kids you can't really say that dude like most of the shows that your bands played mm-hmm. if you had an album the majority of everybody there knew the lyrics to the songs. Yeah, true that. So you can't yeah. really say you didn't have like much. I mean, like people came to the shows for your band. Yeah. You know. But with 213, I, I distinctly remember the first time I could say that I was ever like thought we were going to do something. And it was when we were playing. We had uh, broke into the Fellowship Hall and set up and played. And it was the night that we had went to like the local butcher shop. So we had like three decapitated boar's heads. Uh, Alan had uh, like a whole pig's carcass, the snout and the eyes, and it was a big skin flap, and he wore it over his face. It looked, if I wish back, and see, this was back then before you were, were recording this. We just did this for nothing. You yeah. know what I mean? No recording of it. All well, you, all you have is the stories. Yet. Yeah. Like you, we had cameras on our phones, but they were still flip phones, mm. dude. You weren't getting quality video on that. It looked no. like an 8 bit video game if you recorded it. But we had packed that fucker out like more than we ever had to the point where people were spilling out to the patio and people were chanting 213. And then I just remember we had the intro music start. Then we came out with those boar's heads and Alan's like smells like fucking death. <laughs> Dude, that was like one of the coolest shows we ever played. And I were, and it was at Black Rock Park. But yeah. you, do you remember when they uh, we used to do shows under the patio? Yes. And then someone burnt that motherfucker to the ground. <laughs> I did not know that's how that yeah. appeared. <laughs> Somebody burnt that motherfucker down, dude. But we used to go and set up the do we do shows all the time, just announce it on a Thursday. Yep. And this is before the internet. Yep. And then it'd be on Friday and there'd be a hundred people out there just parting their ass off. Saw a dude fucking uh uh almost OD out there one time. I saw a weapon sale. That's a weapon cr- sale. That's the craziest thing I ever saw mm. at a flat rock show was a friend of mine sold uh a pistol and a rifle to somebody. Oh yeah. And it was like I was just I hadn't seen I hadn't seen him in a while. Mm. And we went to high school together. We we've been out of high school for a while. It was one of my last flat rock shows. And yeah, he just he was like I was talking to him and he was like, "Hang on one second. And this dude walked up and he opened his door and he he like, you know, it's just like a movie. He opened up a blanket and there's like two fucking guns and the guy handed him a wad of cash and he folded the blanket and walked away. I was just oh, like, yeah. I was like, what are you doing, man? And that was the kind of shows we used to play. Man. Hell yeah, dude. A lot of fun. Murders, Park. gun sales, uh, breaking and entering. Yep. Arson. A lot of fucking. I'm going to say this, dude. Uh, there were a couple of those Flat Rock shows where, you know, just being a, an angry piece of shit in my teenage years, me and my friends, like, we fucked up every bathroom in that park. Oh, yeah. Like... And it really made no sense that we did that because it was like the next show you have to take a shit and there's nowhere to there's take one. There's nothing there. Like, yeah. God no. damn it. No, no. It was just like being destructive for the sake of being destructive, you know, just being stupid 15, 16 year olds. Oh, um, yeah. Like when, I, like when we, a few of my friends, like crashed the stage at that CSU show that you did and got kicked out and they shut it down. Oh, they shut it down. And that, I think that was the last show they ever did there. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. At least, at least, punk and then, bands. And then Russell wrote a re- Russell wrote a review in an article in the CSU newspaper, and he pretty mu- he didn't name him, but he pretty much just shit on the band that was playing that when it got shut down. 
Like they, which he, was Theory X. Yes. Yes. Yeah, yeah. I remember it started like a bunch of scene yeah, drama. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. It's like that Biggie and Pac of the punk rock scene. <laughs> oh yeah. And the thirty kids that came out to shows. I mean, it was always the same thirty kids. Yep. And it really, well, they weren't coming out for the music. Let's be honest, bro. What were they coming out for? Fucking drink. To drink and fuck. Ho- yeah, hopefully, hopefully at the end of the night, fuck something. Yeah, absolutely. They didn't give a fuck about the music. Does anybody really give a fuck about the music? The musicians. True. Um. So let's uh let's let's end it like this, dude. What are your favorite top five favorite bands to come out of Columbus, Georgia? Ooh. Um. I'm gonna say Theory X first because I just hung out with them a lot. Like, yeah, those those guys took me to shows. Uh, I went to practices. Like, those those guys got me drunk for the first time. You know, shout out to Kyle Beach and Zach D. Zach D is Tower of Power, baby. Yeah. They uh, first Jaeger bomb I ever had was at their house on Fortune Road. Oh yeah, and uh, I had like four more and threw up and went home. And my mom was just like, "I hope whatever you drank makes you fucking feel horrible." <sighs> so. Um, all right, so Theory X. Number uh, one. Number two. Ashes of October. Number three. Uh, kilos. But I'll be honest, I wasn't around for uh-huh. the kilos. That was like... I wasn't either, but I had that CD someone to give to me, and I played that motherfucker until it wouldn't play no more. Same. That's, that was a great great local band, great choice. All right, number four. Um, ooh, I'm going to throw it back for another uh-huh. band yep. that I... Uh, I actually like. I just heard about them and uh, heard a couple songs that somebody burned on a mixtape for mm. me. Uh, Urinal Cake. Urinal Cake, which yeah. was Kyle Beach's band, also. Was it? Yes. Who else was in that band? Uh, I don't know. But it was Kyle Beach for sure. Okay. Um, um, and then number five. I'm gonna I'm gonna go real obscure with this because uh-huh. <laughs> it's not it's not a hardcore or a punk band. It was a, a hip hop group that a couple of my friends did, and it was actually a hip hop group that like. I thought it was going to be a joke. Like, they kept talking about it. And uh-huh. I was just like, uh-huh, whatever. You guys are rappers. And then they did this EP, and they played it for us. And yeah. I was like, I was blown away. Uh, but it was uh, Forbidden Dialect. Forbidden Dialect. I actually remember those guys. Yeah. I remember them coming. They'd yeah. come around, and they would be at the parties. Yes. Get their seats out, but they never were at the shows. No. And, like, that's where you got to be if you want to get your music out yeah. there. It was. Uh, they were taking a different approach. Jason the Blazing Asian. Uh, Jacob. Oh, yeah. Sound like a wrestler. Derek. Derek the dangling dangling. Oh man, I don't want to fuck his name up because I know his sister, and he's actually a really rad dude. He uh he's a he's a politician in Puerto Rico now. Um, Ruiz, I think mm. that's his name. Yeah. So if I fuck that up. So yeah, so kid didn't mention two thirteen or X ray vision. You son of a bitch. I'm sorry. All right, well that's the end of the chat show. Thanks, kid, for ending on a bad note. Not mentioning either one of my bands. I'll lick your asshole. You sorry son of a bitch. We'll see y'all next time.